Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. The coronavirus shutdown has forced millions of Americans to be stuck inside their homes. But with modern technology giving us the ability to connect with anyone across the globe via the internet, artists are using this opportunity to share their creations with the available eyes and ears of spectators through services like Facebook Live. Our remote guest today on the Spent the Rent podcast comes to us via the Zoom app to tell us how he's using this time to kick it solo. Joining us next, Joey Helpish. the rent podcast i am your host patty rose my guest today is a longtime friend and musician joey helpish and let's go i am joined by my guest today joey helpish joey thanks for doing this uh we're gonna try to do some video so if you're listening to this there's also video we'll see how it works out possibly this is the the test run but thanks for doing this uh you came back on the in october and did the podcast and talked about Mm. indie studios and if anybody is listening and hasn't checked that out i recommend going back before you listen to this, because we're going to kind of talk about some of the stuff with that. Today, I wanted to have you on to talk about how you're staying busy during this whole shutdown, which is interesting because for you, it's really not super different because it's not. <laughs> you always work at home and we'll get into that a little bit. I have okay. lived on the internet for many years. Yeah. Right. So thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, good timing because I was uh, free for a couple hours. I know I, I tuned into one of your Facebook live feeds and we're going to talk about that a lot. Uh, that's kind of what I had you on for. And you were reading an excerpt from your collection of short stories, a book that you had released recently through Amazon. Tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about that book. Um, so I teach and I coach um, artists and mostly musicians. And one of the things that I preach a lot about is if you want to do something break it into little bits and create a habit. And I realized that I couldn't um, kind of put my money where my mouth is when it comes to albums because I've put out thousands of bajillions or something. And so I wanted to do something I've never done before so that I could show with my actions to my clients and students that this thing is possible. So I kind of thought for a while, this is last summer, about what are some of the things that I wanted to do that I just never did. One of them was holding a book with my name on it. Um, And so I started doing short little posts. I figured out the minimum amount of pages uh, to self-publish a book. And I just made that my goal. So it's 25 pages or whatever. And um, so I just started uh, sitting alone in a room every single morning. And I just wrote until I was done. And then I posted it on Facebook. And then I put it in a little pile. And when I got enough uh, little posts in the pile, 
um, I edited a little bit and then uh, published a book. Yeah, that was uh, September. It's pretty rad. And uh, you were reading some of it today on Facebook Live. And a lot of times when you see, uh, excuse me, a lot of times when you see a Facebook Live post, you catch it at the tail end. And so Mm -hmm. I joined the 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 live, and you were reading uh, excerpts from it. And then I caught the very end of one, and then you read another one. And you were going to have a treat for us today. You're going to read it for us. So yeah. I think we, we might as well just do that. So just want to do that now. Tell us a little bit about what it is and, and how it how it was inspired, because it was inspired by an artist that you're a big fan of. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, probably my early 20s or something. I watched like a lot of artists. I watched this movie called The Devil and Daniel Johnson, and it changed my life. And it became a long kind of a lifelong fan of his for a really long time. Um, I got to see him live twice. And um, the day that I was finishing up this book um, is the day that he passed away. And so the last chapter in the book kind of, I, I knew I wanted to do something that summed up a lot of message of the messages in the book and talking about Daniel just seemed like really perfect to wrap up a lot of these things because I learned so many of them from him. It's pretty special. Uh, I want to say something real quick when I was listening yeah. to the live feed and I didn't, cause I, like I said, I kind of came in at the tail end and I didn't know the context fully. Um, mm-hmm. I, it resonated with me because anybody that's listening may not know if they haven't listened to the episode I had with you before that all of the music and even really what I'm doing with the podcast started with some of the stuff that you've taught me on how to utilize mm-hmm. tools and how to record basically and, and whatnot. Yeah. So you're talking about it and you'll obviously explain it when or people will know what I'm talking about when they hear you. But uh, it really resonated with me because it's about an independent artist that doesn't have a lot of exposure that is mind blowing in their creation, but no one really gives them the credit that they're deserved. Yeah. And it's so special to me because it it was like I said in the live, I was like, this is us, you know? And I mean, I know that that was in your heart when you were writing, even if there was a specific person that you were talking about, everything that we both do, is very abstract and the whole creation and the design of it is so that each person can get something else out of it. Like if they don't get the intended reasoning for it, that's totally okay. And something that I learned from studying Daniel Johnson that I don't go into the piece too much is how effective his amount of creation was for the mental health struggles that he had and how for both of us, that's for many artists. Oh yeah. When you say, when you say music is medicine or art is medicine, uh, people have a hard time quantifying that. I try every day and I still do because it's so effective and not in any way that any other form of medicine is. Um, so I will go ahead and read this piece. And then when I do this live, I usually just go into the song um, that the title of this article is. That is Daniel Johnson's song. So what are you calling? Of- so your live feeds are just part of Dandyland Studios, correct? Yeah. Um, you know, we've been doing things differently this year and it's been pretty effective where uh, we're really going into personal branding. So it's uh, everything I do. It's from Dandyland Studios. My name is Joey Helpish and this is whether or not that's the podcast or even at shows I do that or um, on the morning live streams. Uh, it's, this is Cup of Helpish. So I just drink my second cup of coffee while I'm uh, streaming. The first one you're, you have to take down before anyone can see you, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah so this is oh, the, spent the, the first, podcast the first the first coffee 
This is this is Spent the Rent podcast with Dandelion Studios and Joey Helbish. Mm. With yeah, so this is yeah. this is a this is a little dual uh, presentation. <laughs> nice. Okay, so this is True Love will find you in the end. Listen up, and I'll tell you a story about an artist growing old. Hi, how are you? Today, I'm more in the desk of a songwriter, an artist, and one of the greatest teachers in my life. I'm sitting here listening to Daniel Johnston crying and trying to craft the words I need to express my pain, my sadness, and absolute gratitude. The body of work this man left behind is staggering. It's a gift. It starts with a slightly off time and out of tune pounding of a guitar or a chord organ. There's a warm hiss from the tape and a slight hum lo-fi at its most brilliant it's raw and vulnerable driving yet slightly off-putting then over the drone like rhythm comes a voice that's alien yet familiar the more you listen the more you find yourself wondering how someone can be so unsure and anxious and shy yet bold and brash and confident he is off key and shaky and he slurs sometimes his high-pitched whine is a bit annoying, yet enduring. It's stripped down and basic, but the more you listen, the more your mind fills in the blanks, and the more times you listen, the more epic it feels. A man who did not let his lack of talent or lack of success stop him from creating something every single day for his entire life. When you first listen to his music, it sounds like a rejected teenager struggling to make his way through a cover of an amazing song. Then you realize, no, wait, he wrote this amazing song. He's just far, a far better writer than he is capable of performing. And he gets the song out anyway. In fact, he does it boldly, full, uh, fully embracing himself in a style that does not really come across as bold. He made it anyway. Then he did it again and again and again until his dying day. He didn't worry about the quality. He didn't wait until he had the right equipment. He just sat in a room and made stuff. And he left behind a body of work that has already inspired countless artists. And his influence will continue to inspire for countless others, spreading wildly in the wind like dandelion seeds. A message he spoke with his songs about love artistry, and odd things. Also a message he spoke with his actions, because a true artist is like a promise, but this is a promise with a catch. Only if you're looking can it find you.
That was pretty beautiful. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how well it comes across uh, in with the Zoom app. You know, doing this remotely. We'll see. It's a we little, will find out. Yeah, it's a little fuzzy. So yeah, so but probably that, not as good as you wanted and better than you thought. That, yeah, that's that, what that's I've fair. learned about. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So tell us a little more. Um, what your goal is every time you hit live. You know, some of the things that you do, you mentioned the cup of Joe one. So tell us yeah. what you do with cup the of hellfish. Um, so I've been messing around with it for like quite a while. Um, I am a native internet gonian. Um, what's funny. I was just talking to my buddy, shout out to Jorah, uh, about how I've been, you know, doing social distancing before it was cool. And we were actually in the middle of, we're supposed to be moving this week from Portland to Eugene. And one of my students who's up in Portland, we've switched to all online lessons uh, about a, you know, a couple months ago. And one of my students told her mom in a really snarky way, well, Joey bought a house on the internet. And so now we don't get to see him anymore. And I was joking with my friend that I bought a house on the internet. Um, and now everybody's trying to, move in on the internet and do all these zoom calls and gentrify my neighborhood. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true. You know, yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to be a gracious host with the live streams and trying to be like, Hey, I've been here the whole time on the internet. Um, but never really scheduled some stuff and was always kind of on the fly. And I decided that probably, one of the most important things while we still need to ha have freedom to be weird humans um, at weird times, I think schedules Routines. are something. Yes. Yeah. It's something that's like, even if you're someone like me, that's not really like super routine ish. Uh, I think it's really important right now. Um, and to provide that for people. So at eight in the morning, I play some music um, like a, like radio DJ style. Um, like I play recorded music. Um, either by me or uh, students or friends. And then I talk a little bit. And this morning I decided to read a little bit. Um, and then every night at seven, I do some form of music thing. Um, lately it's been mostly performing, but like this next week I'll be actually like writing and producing a song live on Facebook um, now that I have all the chords. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And you know, recently you did a thing where you went live for how many hours where you did the the live album that you made from scratch? So yeah, I've done two actually. Uh I don't know if you saw, but recently I did like a six hour live stream where I listened to all Uncle Nancy and the family jewels and all the jewels were there and it was really fun and it was like a little party. Um, but last fall, uh in October, because the album's called One Day in October. Um, I was doing a fundraiser and I, um, for some reason, I don't know why I said this and I don't regret it, but I did while I was doing it. I was like, if we get to, I don't remember what the goal is, uh, but if we get to this dollar amount, I will write, record and produce and live stream a whole EP. And so I started at 6am and we made the goal like right away. Uh, I started at 6am and ended at 9pm. Um, and wrote and produced and record on Facebook Live a whole album. So which, was it one record? Uh, I want to try to do again during this uh, stay apocalypse that's going. Was on. it one record take? Was it thirteen hours? The feed of Facebook Live. 
or whatever it was. It, it was several because uh, on mobile, it will only let you do um, four hours at a time, I think. Wow. So I had to kind of like go for four hours, but it was good because, you know, you have to like eat food and pee. Sure. So, <laughs> so it was good for me to like take a break. So you're lying. Um, you didn't go for 13 hours then. Right. Oh. <laughs> I, I went for 11 and a half. Yeah. Right. With the breaks. No, it was yeah. incredible. And the surprising thing, and, and I'm, this isn't even offensive to say, it's surprising how good the music turned out. <laughs> you know, because well, I'm surprised and yeah. I think all my music is good because that's why I do it because I like to listen to myself. So, <laughs> and, it, so uh, is that album? We have a big announcement to make. You've made a bunch, but not on my podcast. Yeah. Uh, you have a new album that's I out, do. And we'll talk yeah. about that in a second. But is that album available on Spotify and Apple Music? It is. It's, it's the first release I did as Joey Helpish, not Dandyland or Uncle Nancy. Um, and that's one day and, in October. Yeah, the first album was supposed to be The Love, but it got pushed back. Um, and then I accidentally made an EP in a day. Right. Um, and that stuff was really good. I, I'm actually really happy that it was the first thing that I released because what happened since I was in autopilot, I had to write lyrics in like, you know, 20 or 30 minutes. I couldn't go back. I, uh, everything was forward, pushing, pushing, pushing. So I was an autopilot. I didn't think about what I was writing at all. And then going back and listening to it, I've been doing all this kind of like personal growth shit in the last year and it's all there and it's all this self-awareness stuff. It's all songs about like chronic illness and songs about being out of touch and, and songs about dealing with my childhood gaslighting and like all these different things that just came out and made cool songs. Um, but yeah, that's definitely on Spotify and Amazon and all the things. Awesome. So your new album yeah. Uh, is called The Love. And mm -hmm. this is a full-length album, your first full-length album under the name Joey Helpish. Because anybody, yeah. when we say that under the name, the new name, uh, yeah. you're very well known by your old moniker, Uncle Nancy. Yeah. And Uncle Nancy shows his head sometimes still. And it's you can speak on that a little bit about who Uncle Nancy is. Yeah. Um... Like your alter ego. Yeah, kind of a persona that I built over... The years and then the persona kind of took over um and basically i was an asshole for too long but uh <laughs> um and then that persona created another persona so when i was with uncle nancy and the family jewels we wrote most of our songs from the perspective of this character lonesome who started off all heartbroken and emo and became the king of the gypsy pirates and so there was a uh, you know, characters building characters and all this stuff. And uh, my my birth name, I call it my slave name, is Joseph Stewart. Um, and helpish is a funny word my grandma made up because she told me to that we're not selfish, we're helpish. Um, and I decided to take that name on a while ago. Um, and then about a year ago, I decided to let Uncle Nancy and Joey Stewart uh, be what made up the current me. I know it sounds sort of schizophrenic, but uh, that's how I deal with concepts is identity. Um, and so, yeah. So now I am fully Joey Helpish, um, and I don't get mad if someone calls me Nancy anymore. Yeah, I mean, it'd be hard not to, or for people to call you that. But I refer to you as uncle Nancy. And it's because everyone I know is named Joe or Joey. So, <laughs> right. So, like it's either Joey or Josh. That's the only friends I have. 
but, yeah. but uh, sorry, Eric, I don't know. <laughs> but so, uh, but uh, yeah, so your new album and you, you had spoke about identity. Uh, one of the tracks is imposter syndrome is a song that you wrote. Is that on the love? Yeah, or was that, it definitely okay, is. So imposter syndrome is something that a lot of people may not be familiar with. Um, the term i have to be honest yeah. the first time i had heard the term was michelle obama talking about it oh really yeah i had never really considered it and i'm like oh my gosh it's me you know and yeah. explain to us what imposter syndrome is um well if you've ever thought uh what if everybody finds out that i'm a fraud you've experienced imposter syndrome um and just feeling like you're not good enough or like you're not worthy those are aspects of imposter syndrome um and when it really caught my attention was when i think it was a radio lab they did a uh, an episode on imposter syndrome um about how basically everybody who's ever made it ever in the history of everything experienced imposter syndrome except for donald trump yeah that's I, there's a piece <laughs> about that in the book that's called imposters don't have imposter syndrome oh that's the, good that's yeah, good. well, it talks about uh, how on American Idol, uh, the villains of the show were the people who just like sang horribly that like so bad it made your body hurt and, and contort and cringe. And they had zero imposter syndrome. They right. were entitled and they thought they were just the best thing ever. What um, is the book that you're referring to? What the Helpish, volume one. Oh, that's from your book. Yeah. Oh, imagine, imagine that. I'm slow yeah. to the game. I'm slow to the party. So yeah, yeah, you clearly haven't read it. No, 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 no. It's like 12 pages and I haven't read it. Isn't it like yeah. 40 pages? It's 25 pages because that's the minimum. Where can people really... find it? It's on Amazon. What yeah, the it's on Amazon. By yeah, Joey what the Helpish. Helpish. You can just Google what the Helpish and it'll pop right up. I'll put the link in the show notes to the Amazon. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that song, Imposter Syndrome, is pretty great. It definitely resonated Thanks. with me, you know. Um, the song I chose, we'll play at the end of this, is Kick It Solo, because I think we're forced right now to kick it solo, so I don't know. Yeah, I've been trying to play that song every day for people because I just think it's important. And it came from this funny moment um, when my wife of the future, Kirsten, and I were at Families on Christmas, and... Kirsten was apologizing um, to Lee for not being like very social. And he was like, do you know where you are? Like, we're all on the autism spectrum in this house. Um, you're like the most social person here because you bothered to ask. And, and he said, it's okay. You can kick it solo. And so I wrote this song about like hanging out alone together. Um, and uh, I think that's important right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's finding themselves forced to relate to that song. <laughs> so, uh, where is a lot of your inspiration for music coming from? I mean, I know that the work that you do with Dandyland and working with others, but where does a lot of the inspiration come from currently? Well, that's hard. That's really hard to answer. So I'm going to try because, I mean, the quick answer is that like nowhere I don't have any <laughs> because I've made a habit. It's just a habit. You don't have inspiration to brush your teeth or take a shower. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and anybody that does yeah. that's hard to imagine, but you are one of those musicians that literally creates on a daily, hourly basis. You know, so 
which is yeah. rare. Constantly. People, a lot I of write an average people, of three songs a day. Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane. And yeah. there's not very many people like that. It's pretty incredible. And that's no, why I hope I, that there will be more. That's kind of my job in the world, I think. Yeah. Explain is, that. Cause you talk a lot about create something today, regardless. Yeah. It's good or bad or anything. Yeah. Um, so I was watching, uh, I might've been Jimmy Fallon or something. Um, I was watching a late night television show and Neil deGrasse Tyson came on and everybody freaked out and he had like a standing ovation and everyone was clapping and, um, and then he sat down and the host was like, nobody gets that kind of response. Why do you? And I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said something to the effect of like, because science is cool and I'm just reminding them of that. And then it clicked. Um, I have known that I had a certain purpose and that um, it wasn't being a rock star. I wasn't doing like all these things that were kind of, that are kind of pushed on musicians and artists. And then I knew what it was. It was be, to be the Neil deGrasse Tyson of making shit because making right. shit's cool. Making shit's therapeutic. Um, and I just want to be the guy that reminds people that like, it's cool when you finish something, even if it's whack. Yeah, it's definitely awesome. So it's inspiring. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that you're encouraging others to partake instead of, instead of having what uncle Nancy would have had, like, I'm going to be this person that creates all of this. Yeah. You're doing I write more songs weird. than Bob Dylan. Right. So the only, so the only, it seems like your goal is to inspire people to get the same joy that you get from creating. Yeah. So the, for them to, and then create. I get to witness people getting like all the time and help. And, and, you know, you taught me a lot and I know that with your school, that's the biggest reward that you get is that the people then are inspired and then you watch them evolve. And then, so sharing a gift is really what it's, what it's about. And that's something that I'll mm. always admire, uh, admire about you. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. So, <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, Joey, thank you for doing this on such short notice. We're going to do a short one today. Uh, cool. I think we're going to see you might, if you're listening to this, there might be video. We'll see if it works out. Uh, yeah. And if you're listening and you made it all the way to the end, I want to give you my gratitude because I know that when he was playing that song on the, on the piano and singing, it's going to sound like it was in a different room. So, <laughs> maybe, so maybe not. We'll see. Hey, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see once the, I mean, this, this zoom app is really incredible. And if anybody hasn't downloaded it, I encourage it because you can do video conferencing for free for a lot of it. And, and it's working really well for my podcast. Gentrifying my neighborhood, man. I know I'm moving in, dude. You <laughs> yeah. Told me. All right. Well, <laughs> so, so again, this, this song we're going to end with is kick it solo. Why don't you uh, end us with, tell us a little bit about it. What's the album called? All that good stuff. You already did. Yeah. Um, well, we'll just we'll just do a recap. Uh, so, uh, if you search "Joey Helpish the Love" on uh, Apple Music or Spotify, or tell Alexa, here I'll help you. Alexa, play "The Love" by Joey Helpish. Um, hopefully, at least one person I made their Alexa go off. Um, so, uh, and it's an album. The reason why it's called "The Love." is that we teach this thing called Root Motives and everything is rooted in love on the album. Also, um, I did these songs for the love and um, they're all kind of handpicked from different projects that I've worked on in the last year. And um, this song is, uh, we talked about it a little bit, it's about hanging out 
together alone, and it's called Kick It Solo. Yeah, so this is uh, Joey Helpish with Kick It Solo. Thanks, Joey. Thanks, buddy. See you.